Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the For the Badge podcast. Um, today, primarily a Chelsea-centered episode, which I'm would normally be happy about, but today is very interesting. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, manager that led us to the Champions League, uh, winning it, not just the final, uh, has been sacked uh, pretty abruptly, I would say, two games after the, tra- the window ended, and Graham Potter coming in. So first, let's talk about, did he deserve to be sacked? Anyone can start that. Uh, I'd say... Yes, because teams figured him out and how to disrupt Chelsea from playing the way they wanted to play. Because I felt like the the best way to beat Chelsea throughout the past like two seasons since he's taken over is just frustrate Chelsea and they won't know what to do after that. And I felt like the past couple games Chelsea's played in against West Ham and then against the team they lost to in the Champions League, all they had to do was just play bunker ball and frustrate them and be technically disciplined and they would have been they had a good shot at beating Chelsea because I feel like Chelsea's attacking wise their quality isn't the greatest because you have Sterling but of course he's signed a bombing but like he hasn't played yet and he came over because of Tuchel so I mean I, I felt like it was half deserved half wasn't I'm gonna change my answer half deserved half wasn't it was too early I'd say, but I guess I guess management saw what uh, Bournemouth did, and then they're like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Well, for for Aubameyang, he he played Champions League game, I think 50, 59 minutes, and then he got subbed off. But um, he was told, apparently he was told by Todd Bowler, or at least the board, that he was brought in as a a club signing, not a manager signing. And he was pretty apparently he was pretty happy with that. Uh, and yeah, they told him like they still have faith in him, like they want they think he's gonna succeed under Grand Potter stuff like that. So I'm sure Tuchel being here made it a little better for him. I made him want to come here a little more. I'm sure Tuchel was excited for it too. But uh, apparently he came as a club signing. So I have uh, uh, something to add to this point. I think when you said they figured out Chelsea, um, I think when a lot of teams start going bad around form, it's like a mixture of things. I think partly because their ideas and their tactics aren't meshing well with the players. And because of that, it's easier for other teams to play against that. I think a big part, I remember when Chelsea were doing, surprise people in Champions League. Um, so let's be honest, their team individually is never going to go anyone's all time 11, maybe besides Conte. Um, but together, they, yeah, maybe, okay, Thiago Silva's one. But like individually, they didn't have like the greatest team ever to win a Champions League. We're just being straight. But they worked so well together as a unit and stuck to the game plan so well. That they were able to beat teams that were better than them, um, and and try to come out with the win. And I think partly I think Conte was a big part. I want to say like I remember Conte was so good at linking the midfield to the forwards. Um, he was able to get the ball, pick it up, and move it forward, and and he was he was just great. But because he's been injured so much, I think they missed out a lot, and the forwards look super isolated. Um, not that the forwards have been doing themselves any favors either, besides Sterling, but. Still, they look super isolated, and it just wasn't working. But I don't think that meant Tuchel was out of ideas. I just think it wasn't working at this point in time. Um, so I'm going to say with undeserved, but I know there was more reasons than just sacking um, off of form. I know there was, I don't know, Bowley, I don't know, wanted a fresh start, which 
I don't agree with, but, you know, whatever. He's like, I want a fresh manager leading this revolution or whatever the hell. So, and if you're considering those other factors, you know, I can't really say you haven't seen this, but if we're talking format, I, don't, I really don't think it's, I mean, like, but it's Chelsea. At the same time, it's Chelsea. Like, I'm not that surprised because it is Chelsea. Being, they're known to do this. Everybody knows Chelsea do this. Um, that they will fire managers no matter how well they've done, no matter how they put a Champions League out of, out of the hat, but it doesn't matter because he had a few losses to begin the season and they didn't give him time to turn it around, even though I do think he could have. It's Chelsea. It's what they do. It's not, not surprising. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to give my opinion now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't necessarily disagree fully with you. I think there's a lot more that needs to be looked at. So just to answer the question if he deserved. I think as a manager, if he was under Abramovich, does not deserve to be, to be fired. Um, and I think my, like I say that because, like you say, you know, Chelsea and Nona do this. And Chelsea and Nona do it under Abramovich, I think because of the timing and the way it looks, it looks like one of those sackings that Abramovich would do. But it's in a different context now under Bully because he wants to usher in a new era of a long-term manager, and he just doesn't feel that Tuchel was that. But because the way it happened, the timing it did, it looks like another one of those. Oh, he did it. He had he lost two games. He's gone. But he used as an excuse to do it. Like let's be honest, he even wanted to get rid of them since the beginning. He just happened to see that this is the right time. He could have been more patient. He could have been. Up. Yeah, he could have been. But I mean, I don't know. But th- that's why I mean, like I don't necessarily think it's a bad decision because at the same time I do like the idea of new new owner comes in with him comes a new coach a new manager one that he wants to keep in for a long time if he succeeds um I like that uh, along with the new manager comes a new sporting director too but um yeah I mean like of course I think I think this is it's heartbreaking that Tuchel was the one that got fired. I think if, if it was anyone else, if you know, if they didn't achieve as much, we'd be like, okay, like whatever. But because Tuchel is Tuchel, because everyone loves Tuchel, uh, and like what he did for us, it's hard to see him go. But like I said, I'm kind of I'm excited at the same time. But yeah, I mean, like there was more to it than than form, because I guess um, so like we know Tuchel is like, I don't want to say outlandish tactics, but like somewhat different tactics than I, like we'd be used to you know like wean backs and, and and three at the back and, and vice versa um which did good but apparently like he started to lose the faith of the players because um like they just like if you watch Chelsea, you see like no player pretty much plays the same position twice besides the goalkeeper and like center backs and he rotates so much that uh a lot of players just like didn't like that, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. And so, yeah, so I think it was also like a dressing room kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. To add to the dressing room thing, it's like calling out your players during press conferences and be like, "Oh, they were poor. They need to do better." It's like as a player, I feel like I would personally be not motivated. I'd be annoyed at your manager going out and telling the media that, "Oh, they were poor." It's like, no, you, you, you're supposed to stick together. And, like, you can say, like, oh, yeah, you guys need to step it up. You guys are bad in the dressing room privately, not in front of the media and bash on 
the players, like, I'd be annoyed and I'd be like, I'd probably confront and be like, hey, I don't, we don't appreciate that at all. Yeah. I, I'm assuming I'm, some, uh, some, uh, some players probably didn't like it and it was probably led to a more division, which also probably led to the, the whole lo- locker room, dressing room kind of like splitting up maybe a little bit and a little disagreements with the, the constant changing because it's hard for players to get their uh, form like, good and like get their feet running when they're constantly being rotated. I, do, I think you're right about the calling out is can be kind of harsh to certain players. I do think, though, some managers just work that way. Um, like Conte is one of those. Um, he has spoken out specifically, uh, pointed at certain players sometimes. Um, but Okay, and admittedly, I think it loses its uh, effectiveness the longer he's around, or longer he managers around, because, you know, by then it's been four years, I don't know, three years, four years, and, you know, by then maybe the players don't get as motivated by it. But it does work sometimes. I can speak from experience from my team. He called out, who did he called out right now? He was one of the Tottenham players, and since then that player has been, well, everybody's been really good, so that player included. So it does work. I think he managed has to know which players to push a little further than others. Um, now maybe Tuchel didn't figure that out and push the wrong player too far, and maybe that started something or a couple players too far. But I don't want to say it's completely the wrong way to go about it because I think it does work, and I think you can get results doing that. It's just the intense way to do it, and it can backfire, which sounds like it did potentially. Um, yeah. And sorry, I just want to have one more thing to Elijah's thing. You said he wants to start new. Which I'm cool, I get that. But then why spend so much money on a lot of players right at the no, end I agree. there? I agree. I mean, the, the way like... Panic buying. Uh, I don't know about panic buying. I think it's more... So the way his, his sacking has is, is been happening is that... The way it seems is that it was way more premeditated than we thought. Um, because of how quick Graham Potter was able to come in. How quick everything moved. And apparently when... when Kukurea was bought, like, Todd Bowley was told about how Grand Potter works and all that, and his tactics and his success, things like that. Um, I know. So I'm left confused, too, because, like, why, like, you're right, why give Thomas Tuchel the freedom to sign players the way he did and just not back them? But at the same time, um, it wasn't as much like that. I think it was more like, so the way it seems coming out is that there was a lot of tension between the owners and and Thomas Tuchel because the owners wanted to sign players that Tuchel didn't want. Um, so the way it seems to me is like, okay, you buy your players you want, we buy the players I we want. Play for the same team, which is never going to work. Apparently, um, like Tuchel didn't want to buy um, uh, the Everton player, Brandon. Is it William? Mm-hmm. The, oh, the 20-year-old that you guys kept bashing me for, for them wanting to sign. Oh, oh, uh... Oh, no, it was, um... Romeo Lavia? No, 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 that's Southampton. No, the, it was the kid. The kid, the, the Brandon from Everton. Yeah, I know. Oh, I was is it William? Brand, Brandon Williams? Anthony Gordon. Anthony, Anthony Gordon? Gordon. <laughs> where, the, where did Brandon <laughs> come from? I'm saying Brandon Williams. I don't know where Brandon came from. Anyway. Um, Anthony Gordon. So, we didn't want to say Anthony Gordon, but Todd Bowley's, um, analytical team really thought he'd be a good oh, option God. for us. And they really, so, like, there's some tension there, right? Todd Bowley also wanted to sign Ronaldo, and Thomas Tuchel really didn't want that. So, but the thing is, I took on both of those decisions. You what? 
I agree with Zuko that Ronaldo and Gordon were both bad decisions. And so he actually stopped the... That was actually good. But Broly but that, is new to this. That's the thing, though. It's, it, I 100% agree with Tuchel, but Boley, being the owner and all that, wants to end there some tension between, regardless. That's just going to happen, if, if, even if it's all the way around. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, th- this, the sacking wasn't a sacking based off performance at all. And I think there's more behind the scenes that we don't know about that led to his sacking. For, for yeah, I don't know. So... Uh, which I don't know what could be. There could be you know some private like falling out between them and stuff like that. But like I said, the way his sacking is happening makes it seem that's premeditated because Grandpa's coming in and Grandpa is going to hire a new um, sporting director um, for Chelsea by the World Cup. Um, so I mean, if you're planning, if Bully's plan was planning on doing this whole uh, not not revolution, but you know rejuvenation of the backroom staff, he had to be thinking about this for a little bit. So, I don't know. It's a little weird. And I, I'm sure he was thinking about it. And then the whole uh, dressing room stuff probably didn't help. Because he's probably like, okay, bet. Like, players don't want him either. And the way it's uh, apparently, like, the Chelsea board or higher-ups in uh, at Chelsea, if not Todd Bowley, like, talked to the, the players and pretty much just told them, like, we have your guys' back. Like, we're here because we have your guys' back. And that's why Tuchel's gone, kind of thing. So the players went against Tuchel? No, but not necessarily. But the t- the players weren't happy as a whole, it seems. And the ma- the board was like, "We don't want you to play under manager that makes you unhappy." Which I why were they? Well, because the whole thing I was saying earlier, like game time. Uh, so game time, Tuchel kept moving their round positions, which players didn't like. They kept playing with different positions, which I was saying, like no player played the same position twice. Like back to back, it seemed, except for wingback, center backs, and, and goalkeeper, it seemed. Um, yeah, just, uh, I guess, apparently, so Tuchel had asked during the offseason, Tuchel sat the players down and asked them, okay, straight up tell me who wants to leave and who wants to stay. And I guess there was a lot of players that said they want to leave, um, which Tuchel wasn't happy about. Um, so, yeah, like, like <laughs> guys, guys, hold on, I was just joking. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of where it started, is like Tuchel. Was not making players happy anymore. Like, it seems a lot of players weren't happy with like, like I said, his not outlandish tactics, but different tactics. Like his his thoughts just weren't um, being portrayed well, and the players weren't reacting well to them, so they weren't happy. So that's why t- the board sack him, and they come into the to the players' dressing room, and they're like, "We have your guys' backs. Like, we're not gonna, you know, um, crap on you guys for him. It's gonna be a little bit around kind of I know. thing." I don't blame the players for being upset and wanting to leave because you got to at all because they're like, also you got to look at some of the players. A lot of the team players on Chelsea are international players that are fighting for international spots. Definitely. And so they're like, if we're getting constantly rotated, it's like, why do I want to be here? Because I'm not going to be able to play. And when I do, I'm not playing great because I don't have any game time under my belt. So I'm basically starting from scratch every single time. Right. Especially like, so I, think... I can see the frustration. The key player in that that we we've kept talking about is, is Christian Pulisic. Like, he hasn't been playing. One has been playing. Two has been playing in his position, which I feel like if he's played in the position he wants to, play, he he's good to play in. Like we've seen yeah, what he can do he as a winger. But when he's given the opportunity, it doesn't look great. He's, That's what I'm. Well, what he's like what, over. No, I mean like over the years, he's like he started off really good, and then he just seems just okay now. Yeah, he doesn't well, look good to me. 
the reason for that is because he's not getting he's not consistent game time, and because he's not cons- being played consistently, and he's had injuries too. But because he's not being played consistently, whenever he does come in, he looks mediocre, making him not making Tuchel not want to play him more because of that mediocre because he's playing him less. To me, I mean, it does make sense though because Pulisic, uh, Pulisic did want a loan loan deal made, and yeah. Chelsea denied it. I don't know if it was Tuchel himself or the board him themselves but uh yeah. i i can add you can use that as evidence to add to the point that some players weren't happy about game time and why Pulisic wanted to leave yeah just for a loan yeah so yeah i mean players are happy bored and happy with manager it's just gonna happen i mean like obviously if you look when everything before all the details came out it just looked pretty poor as to like his sacking like why the hell do you do them like his results weren't that bad but as more details come out, I'm, like, more okay with it, I guess. And but, like, what happens if that's just the board chatting shit and just trying to justify why they did it and just make up lies? I mean, my thing is, like, it's not – it's hard for me to say that because it's not like the board – it's not like Todd Bowley is doing an interview saying all these things. It's just what people are gathering from people. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> but – yeah, I don't know. I'm more of all still kind of sad that Tugel's gone because I love him. Who doesn't love Tugel? Except maybe. Tugel. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I will I say I'm not a Chelsea fan. That it got rid of the Battle of the Bridge Part Two this season. I was looking forward to that. I want to see Conte and Tugel at it again, and now Tugel got thrown aside. And Grandpa's not that kind of guy. He's he's. I know Grandpa's quiet. Right. He's just quiet and reserved. He's not gonna. Yeah. Not not that it's a bad thing, but I wanted to see some some fight. Yeah, watch him see. Hey, you never know. Maybe he goes Tuco goes to Brighton, and then we'll see it eventually. <laughs> Tuco, I think uh, Tuco's going to Liverpool next. I think Klopp's out. <laughs> oh, no. Liverpool would never fire Klopp in a million years, no matter. Oh, I would love to talk about Liverpool right now. Are we gonna talk about them? No, we're not. Uh, we can set. You know what? We'll, we let's just run with it. Let's run with it, and then we'll bring it back somehow. Well, hold on. Let's talk about Grand Potter's hiring first, and then we can be done with it. Yeah, we can mention right. it. Yeah. Um, like, I think I speak for most most of the rhetoric I've been seeing on social media from Premier League fans, besides Chelsea fans. Generally speaking, I would say I speak for most of us that uh, it's disappointing to see Grand Potter go to Chelsea. Um, not because, and this is, and yes, maybe um, he wanted a, a Champions League club where he could show his his real. You know, um, what he's really made of, which I think everybody agrees Grand Potter is probably one of the better managers in world football right now. Um, he still has to prove himself, of course, you know, we got to see him playing the biggest games. But as for like what he's done with Brighton, great, great stuff. But to leave into what arguably could have been one of the greatest seasons ever, having a great start, has the players he wants that he's built around, just to leave to Chelsea, who are known for not really having too much loyalty with their managers. Um, and yes, Chelsea fans are like, oh, I love this manager. That's fine. But you, when you ask Chelsea fan, who's a who's a classic Chelsea manager? O- only person people are going to say is Mourinho. That's the only person other people outside of Chelsea not remember really well. Um, so like, I just he's, he got fired in two years, and people wouldn't be surprised. I know you're saying only so it could be new. I need to see some. I need to see some evidence of of some loyalty from Bowie before I start believing that. So. My my evidence then is that as different different sport, but he's a Dodgers owner too. Dave Roberts has been the manager for six years. 
Because he's is he like Rudy though? He's not like the main owner. Um, I remember reading like minority share. I thought, I thought he's a big enough owner to have a say. Mm, okay. But I'm not sure. But, but yeah, that's my evidence too. And if he was doing bad, I'm sure like he had like again he has a say in it as well. So that's my evidence. Is that okay. Dave Roberts well, has been the manager for six years and and there has been time like we've been the Dodgers have been like one of the best teams in baseball most of the time we did win a World Series but like right, not, right. All, not all the time like there's I mean there's a few seasons that we lost very early in the playoffs or didn't make the playoffs and he didn't get sacked so I, I don't know I mean but he's not the sole owner like he is for Chelsea Chelsea he makes the calls right, right. the Dodgers have so many owners yeah Oh, it's just, that's just how American sports is. So, split up a lot, of, a lot of people. Basically, I'm just I'm sad that one of the promising minds of of, of football has gone to a club that is known to be ruthless with their with their managers. And uh, yeah, so well, I, that's my piece. I don't. I mean, I get what you're saying, but also like, again, you're referring to Chelsea as Abramovich Chelsea, and I know it's yes. it's it's, it's I, not good. It's not going to change. Until we see Grand Potter in office for four or five years, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Which I understand, I understand. But keep an open mind about it. That that's not. It's a different club and possibly different, or it's a different owner, a different possible club culture, which he's trying to set up. Sure, but as of right now, he's done the exact opposite. Well, okay, but also my thing is, if 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 Antonio Conte got fired today, and Grand Potter went to Tottenham, you'd be like, oh, it's great. It's great for Grand Potter and stuff like that too. I think. Grand, I think it's great for Grand Potter. I understand why they made the decision because I understand, okay, being a football manager player, I understand the idea of taking a lower team up, right, to, to the ranks being and building that team up. But, but a lot of managers in real world football are going to start these lower level clubs, get a little bit of success with them, and move on to bigger clubs. That's just how it's going to work. They want to work for the biggest club. So I don't blame him at all for picking that. Also because when is the next option when is the next opportunity for him to do that going to be? Because you look at the big clubs in, in the Premier League. City's not getting rid of Pep anytime soon. I don't think Liverpool's going to get rid of, of, of Klopp anytime soon. Arsenal's not going to get rid of Arteta. Um, I don't think Tom's going to get rid of Conte because look what he's doing with Tottenham right now. And uh, who am I missing? United. Uh, like, yeah, I think they might. I think <laughs> they, they could. Can. I don't think so. Not anytime soon. I give him like two or three years. Because, I mean, they're doing pretty good. I give good. them a couple months. They're doing pretty good right now. They're doing better if, than what if, they were doing. They, I mean, they lost today. Well, they're above I West Ham at the table. Mm. So, mm. Like, I mean, they're doing it's pretty good. It's the beginning good. of the season. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if they, like, lose form again, because they found form now, but they lose it, then I feel like you can see him out the window. But um, back to uh, Potter. I don't know. I just... For my personal opinion on it was, uh, I mean, good for him for his career to move to a bigger club. Don't get me wrong, like, right. you gotta look out for yourself. But it's also it doesn't make a whole lot of sense from like the outside perspective because he spends so much time building Brighton to like, why leave now. now. Yeah. Well, that means it's just like, especially at the time when your team's in form, like Brighton. They're doing the best they, at the moment they could ever have been. Like that's crazy. They could have made some history here. And it's just, I, I know, I gotta like this point. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, to, just to leave him behind it's just feels a bit shitty, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, but yeah, that's what I think about it. Uh, I don't know if he's the right fit for Chelsea because I feel like some of the players on Chelsea may still want to leave, but also 
Like, it doesn't fix your guys' attacking issues, even if you have a Bomberg. That's just one striker. Well, I think, but you, yeah, but that's looking at it from a just pure player perspective. I don't know what, no, that, no, but, what like, the tactics you, you're going to bring in. Yeah, but you're, you're going to have to think about it and be like, okay, what tactics do you use at Brighton? Like, you have Cucurella already there, so he's already going to know what's going to happen. But it's like, will Chelsea players be able to play the way that Potter wants? I think so. That he did at Brighton? Or is it going to just collapse horribly i don't think it will but i I think it's going to be like a struggle to like find the right fit for the team overall i think it's going to be fine because so at like brighton he uses like three different like formations normally so like he like rotates through like a 4-4-2 a 3-4-3 and a 3-5-2 and the three at the back you know i've been pretty much what chelsea have been using the past couple seasons to be successful now it's just Potter finding putting the players in the right positions to succeed with that, which I don't think Tuchel's been doing. I think Tuchel's been experimenting for like two years now. And I think Grandpa knows how. I think Grandpa is more set in his in his tactics and stuff, and with better players and what he had. I think he knows that too, and he knows like what they can do. It's just finding it, but I don't think I know what's gonna happen is we're gonna play against. Well, actually, we don't know if we're gonna play against Fulham this week, but. Uh, the next game we're going to have, we're going to like, I hope we'll win, but I'm sure if we don't win, everyone's going to be like, okay, Grandpa sucks, blah, 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 his tags are not going to work. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do that. I won't <laughs> agree with that. I'll just be like, see, I just told you it's going to take time for him. Yeah, to of course. He's going right to like, take I think 100%. they're going to struggle at first, and I think they'll pick up steam once they get the right formula together, but I feel like it's going to take a bit. Yeah. Purely and, because of all the players that they have and just trying to figure out which players are in form and not because a lot of them are out of form at the moment, so it's gonna take a little bit. Yeah. And also I mentioned that uh, reportedly Chelsea I saw this Chelsea paid twenty one point five million pounds to get Grand Potter and basically his entire backroom staff from Brighton. Which is crazy. It's like that's an insane amount of money I I don't know if there's like a comparison to how much other managers have paid for other or other clubs if you're other managers, but I feel like that's up there because that's pretty, that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's a lot of money. 60 million over five years, 12 million. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he is like, if there's one piece of evidence that shows that they're trying to stick with somebody, it would be how much money they're investing. Very true. But the only time will tell. I'm not going to, I'm not, I can't say they will because maybe they fire him, maybe they don't. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think the thing it just, is, it doesn't matter about the long term contract really. Like, it shows like the vision they have, but like if it doesn't work out, then you're gonna count. It's like the Raiders, like uh, with the Raiders right there, the football team. It's like with John Gruden signed a ten year contract for the hundred twenty one million dollars. You think, you know, well he's that's here different to stay. though. There was so much no, controversy with John Gruden. No, no, no. Like but even then, like stuff. at the time, no, no. Even no, even with the emails at the time, at the time, I wanted him gone because of how bad we were playing even before then. So it's like. It's like it the long term like shows the initial like like desire, but also you got to just focus on the the present and be like, okay, will he be able to do it? Because th- there might be we might have an episode what like a, like a year from now maybe saying, oh, he's gone, and it's someone well, new. The, the thing that sucks about that is that like, okay, let's say he does pretty poor, and he gets sacked at the end of the year or any other two years. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, here comes Chelsea again, doing what doing what they do," you know. But I think it it, it sucks because like even though we're trying to create a new club culture, I feel under Bowley, it's never gonna be looked at that. 
<laughs> another decade until we see it. And just, I don't know. For me, it's like not, I mean, I don't blame him, but it's not giving credit to, to Tyler Boyd or anything on what they're trying to do. Because Chelsea have developed this 20-year-long um, identity of not giving anyone hope. Not giving these managers hope. And honestly, I thought Tuga was going to be the one to be like our set manager for a while. And he should have been if, if Abramovich was still man- uh, owner. But but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, do Brighton d- sign now, though? Who do Brighton sign as their replacement? Thomas Tuchel. I say Scott Parker. Give him another shot, you know. Rebuild, help him bring him back in the rebuilding, like what he did with Bournemouth with the when he joined them in the championship. Bring him back and see what he can do. Give him a second, second, second attempt. I am Team Scott Parker. If I'm right, I think it's gonna be some foreign manager from a league that's maybe not as popular, but. He has like some really interesting ideas and really take a gamble on it. Because I think Grant Potter is one of those guys who was putting some interesting ideas. I'm, oh, what was the team? I forget what the team energy for. But yeah. Some uh, team uh, some, oh, I forget, I forget how to pronounce it. Osterson? Or... Osterson? Okay. Let me have a look at the. I can't think of the, the name. Uh, yeah, Osterson, and he was at Swansea for a year, and then Brian got it. Yeah. So he was doing some, some nice stuff with Osterson. Um, I think they'll look. Foreign, find someone who's because you know a lot of people don't give foreign managers at the time of day, and they bring some interesting ideas. And, uh, plenty of plenty of managers show proof of how like they uh, perform well. So I think it'll be someone that we may not have heard of. I don't know. Yeah, one manager is doing really good um, internationally is uh, the Napoli manager. He's killing it in the Serie A right now. I think they're they're sort of yeah. second or third right now, and they just beat Liverpool four one. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Which, I might as well use that as a segue to Liverpool. Segue. My God, dude. Segue. Liverpool was insane. We're learning here. Liverpool was insane last night. Oh. Alexander Arnold, the best right back in the world. Oh my God, he was horrible. Uh, he was so bad. He was lethargic. He was no passion, no aggression. Um, it's no like passion. no aggression. <laughs> no passion. There's no aggression. There's no passion. He was horrible. Um, he was just bad. He was just straight up bad. Yeah, like, like all the clips yesterday of him just like standing around and he's just like watching. Yeah. Like the one, I don't know which goal it was second or third goal in Napoli. But he's like standing like in the middle of the uh, he's just, he's the, just the, standing the there. Box penalty box. He's just watching. Yeah. Terrible. It happened against United too. We saw it where he was beat and he didn't run back. He just kind of jog. You're the right back, bro. That's yeah. your job. Yeah. Like I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get on my nerves. I I I know that he, technically, he is one of the best technical players in the world, but you can't play right back if you're not gonna defend. He's so overrated, in my opinion. Reese James better. Like I. Uh, oh, look at Andres. I, look at Andres. No, Reese James is 100 percent better. I would agree. Reese James is better. Um, but I'm also gonna say I don't think I think he's I don't think right back is his position anymore. If he's not gonna be able to defend no. like that, I think he's still have to the field. Yeah, hundred percent. I know. I'm saying Reese James. Uh, if we're talking like inform Trent versus inform Reese, it's Trent. No, inform Trent is different. Well, we're not talking about inform Trent. Yeah, I mean, I well, think... at the moment, anyone's better than Trent, so it's like. Yeah, Elijah, I have to agree. Inform Trent is better than inform Reese. If we're just I agree, right but I think yeah, inform at this Reece... moment in time, anyone's better than. I think Reese at his best could be better than be- than Trent at his best. It's just we have seen Trent for longer. Personally. Yes. 
But he's proven it longer than. That's I, what I mean, though. That. We've seen Trent for longer. We just need time to see Reese. At his <laughs> we can't say inform inform. It's what it is right now, and right now Reese is better than right. Trent. Just because yeah, Trent is being a lot of right backs in the prime are better than. Hundred percent. Yeah. I also want to like Trent's also been on the on the Liverpool team that could be considered a top two, top three team in the world at their height. And Reese hasn't been a part of that. I want to see Reese a part of. I don't know if Chelsea's going to reach that, but if Chelsea can be a top two, top three team in the world again, I want to see yeah. what Reese could do in that in that in that role. And I think that could be. I think it could be, if not just as good as Trent, or just as impactful as Trent was. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. could be. Yeah, we'll see what um Southgate thinks about it though. We'll see who he picks. For well, Gareth Southgate game. doesn't. What do you mean? He doesn't. He picks Super Terry Maguire, so I don't know if he can trust this. Well, you never know. Maybe you have a change of heart. Aaron Juan Basaka like, is starting the World Cup. I think, it, I think Aaron Juan <laughs> Basaka deserves a start. And Kyle Walker behind him. <laughs> Kyle Walker's good. Kyle Walker's really good. Kyle Walker's, Kyle Walker's the best Walker's right back. Consistent. Is the best defensive right back in the league. I'm saying that. Right. Right. Sorry, that's, that's off topic. No, I don't disagree. But, yeah, I can't um, argue with that. So, are we? Do we agree that Klopp is out within two months? I'm in. Klopp is gone. No, because Liverpool's board and owner are actually like willing to watch them go through a rough patch and believe in their manager. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yes and no. I think he's, they, they believe in Klopp, yeah, just because he's brought success to them. And what two champions? Yeah, I don't know. As a as a Liverpool fan, I, like if I was a Liverpool fan, I will never be a Liverpool fan. But I I'd no. be mad at Klopp because I feel like he's been predictable in what they do, mm. and is e- there. I feel like their team is the easiest team to counterattack from like from what I've seen. Like when West Ham play them, every time we play them, I genuinely think we have a shot of beating them purely because when we counter. We're probably gonna score. That's well, you, what happened the last two seasons. You look but at like the two best even, defenders. That's Van Dyke yeah, and well, Trent. They do crap. Yeah, but no, even like the last two seasons, like onto this season too, like when we play them, like I'm genuinely think we'll beat them purely because they're on the counter attack, and I think any team can beat them on the counter attack because of just how they set up, and like it's been like that for years, and nothing's changed. Like that's how you beat Liverpool's on the counter, and like nothing's changed from it. But also, it's like, and that's what Napoli did. Napoli, what scored on the counter got two P, two PKs, and one was saved, one was scored. So it's like, could have been five one. I just think it's dumb to fire a sad clock for it when I feel like it's more more the players than the manager at this yeah, point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, but for, don't forget, Liverpool just made the Champions final a couple months ago. Like this isn't this isn't like been a, a long-term form, lot of form. This is pretty brand new, and yes, they haven't been great, but um, you know, they got, they got rid of Mane for Nunes, which is not... Uh, right. I, I'm not saying Nunes can't be good, but he's not at the level of Mane right now at all. Um, Salah's way out of form. Luis Diaz is the only one doing anything up front. Uh, they still haven't played James Mone in Mayfield, and they barely got Octomelo on, on a loan. And then uh, their defense is way, way out of form. So I don't think it's really Klopp's fault. I mean, I just think it'd be dumb to stack him for when it's kind of the players and the board's fault for not giving him the right reinforcements in midfield. Um, I'm sorry, Milner is not fit to play anymore. It's, just, it's not his fault. He's just not. He's 38, 37. Not for, not, for not for Liverpool. No. It's like no. Liverpool's in that weird transition period where they have two old play, two 
too much of an old player. That just makes sense. Too much, too old. Too, too many old players. Play, too many old players. <laughs> English, God. Right, too, we have to too end that many one there. Old, too, <laughs> too many old players playing, and then too many young players playing. Like, the, if you look at their bench, their bench is pretty bad because they have yeah. a bunch of youngsters on their bench. It's just because they don't, they didn't sign anyone. And I don't know if that's Klaus' fault or the board's fault. But you can't it's tell the board. Me they have, they, you can't tell me they didn't have the money, though, because it's Liverpool. So it's like, uh, I feel like they're in that transition where, like, they're slowly realizing is that uh, they're not going to be as good as they used to be because a lot of their players are getting older. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you have the inexperience with, like, uh, Nunez and the other guy. I forgot his name. What else did they get? Who? Arthur Mello? Yeah. No. Who is it? <laughs> it's Nunez and then the other guy. Who's the other guy? I don't know who you're talking about. Right? Here's your sh- contact. I- Dude. I'm blanking. Whatever. But yeah, it's wow. just it's it's a mix it's a mix between like the, the young squad and then an old squad and it's just not gelling. It's like what the Mexican national team's going through right now. Young squad mixed with an old squad, and it's just not gelling right now. Yeah, also, I just don't think it's possible. Awesome. Manager, no, it's just not, can't. I it's not it's possible. Just, it's but, I mean, Thiago, the best midfielder is injured. I think Thiago comes back, all of a sudden they look a lot better as well. So yeah. I, I would have sacked Pop. I think it'd be dumb. The same way that if I say they shouldn't have sacked Tuchel, then I can't say they sacked Pop because that'd just be hypocritical. So I, I think both managers should have stayed. I, obviously, okay. one's one is a good situation. But we're just talking Pop. No, no reason to sack him. All right, maybe I'm blame the pitch. Uh, the the pitch could be too wet. Again. <laughs> yeah, could that's, too that's windy. or too dry or too long, or yeah. the field was too short. Grass mm. wasn't green enough. You know, it, it, it was like they didn't have, have they didn't have enough water that day. Okay, <laughs> who knows? It was too sunny outside. Who knows? All right, before we end today's episode, I want to mention I I mentioned the group chat earlier, but Galatasaray. I'll go. I'm gonna go through the list. Of the people they've signed this year. And I just want you guys to react to it. Um, and then we'll end the episode. Um, okay. So they have... So they just signed Juan Mata. As a free agent. Juan Mata. I guess you guys saw I think one year. With an option for an extension. Um, Dries Mertens. From Napoli. Lucas Torreira. From Arsenal. For $6 million. Yusuf Demir. From, from uh, Rapid Vien. Wien. Rapid Vien. Who was on loan at yeah. Barcelona last year for six million? Um, Mario Cardi, Mario Cardi on loan from PSG. Uh, Milat Rasica on loan from from Norwich, and I think that's it. Oh, Sergio Oliveira from from Porto, who was just at Roma last year on loan. Galatasaray, like they're moving mad this transfer window. And I think I mean I think they're already the best team in, in Turkey, if not behind Besiktas or, or Fenerbahce. But the players they're signing are all like still like quality players, and they're going to Turkey. And I'm trying to figure out what's in it for them. Money. What are they What are they promising them? Money. They yeah. probably yeah. offered a lot of money. Yeah. Really, uh, it's a great window. Yeah. It's a good window. You can say the same thing about Nottingham Forest, though. It's like. No. No. But. but... I think it's and no, not like terms of quality, but like in terms of like players, like for Nottingham Forest standards that they brought in, that's a good window for them. I think for, for the for team standards, yeah, but for the, the league standards, Yacht Tessera are, are moving crazy compared to Nottingham Forest. They, they sign players that you wouldn't expect them to sign, which means yeah. 
that they were able to somehow convince them to go. Well, I'm for is signing players that, generally speaking, it's not like they were hard to get. I mean, Premier League has a lot of money, and yeah. it's not like they're they're a level above their team or whatever. So, I think I, I don't know the other Turkish teams' rosters or anything, so I can't say really judge anything on that. But if we're just talking purely the recruitment process. There wasn't a lot of straight up fees. I think the highest was today. It was like what six million pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good. I mean, like, yes, there's probably a lot of agent fees, a lot of salary fees, but talking straight up cash fees to clubs, they got a bunch of good deals for good players. Yeah, they got. I mean, they did win today. Did they? Okay. Well, yeah, there they won the Europa League today. Two one. They yeah, had, on a red. They had a red card too today. Wait, sorry, no, wrong game. <laughs> I mean, they they are currently seventh in the Super League, so not the best start, but you know, only five games in, so I guess the. Keep an eye on it as, as the year. Yeah. <sighs> wow. As the year goes on. Wow. Ah, <laughs> nice. uh, oh, that one was rough. It's okay, okay, buddy. So I think a good place to end it there and just call it. Yeah, like, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I, I can't be here any longer. So all right. Yeah. So we'll end it there. Um. So yeah. Thank you guys for 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 listening for watching. Please subscribe if you have not. Oh, um, oh, the queen, the queen. Hello. Oh, the queen. Oh. Uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you guys were like, "Oh yeah, the queen." Oh, we have to say something. So bad. Uh, well, I was, I was gonna record again and put it before, like a disclaimer. Yeah, oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, ruined the whole freaking thing. Well, I didn't, I didn't realize you were okay. there. Well, the chances that people get into this um, point, besides us three, are pretty slim. So, if you got to this point, um. May, you know, God bless the queen. She sadly passed away uh, this morning. Uh, for us, it was this morning. Uh, after 96 years, a 70-year seventy year uh, uh, monarch reign. Wow, the rest in peace. As, as I learned today, the longest monarch reign of all, in all of England's history. Well, I mean, I said today through our history, like, the time span of a person was, like, 25. So, yeah. You just kept saying it the whole game, too. That's how I know. Well... <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that last part out. Well, rest in peace. Rest in peace, the Queen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. King Charles now, His peace. Majesty King Charles. Is that? That's is the that guy. The, the, yeah. Who is that? That's her son. Is that the guy with the bald-headed one? Or? Mm, I forget. Look it out. He's he's like seventy or seventy-three or something like that. No, he he he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's on his way out too. <laughs> he's on his way out. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's old. I'm sorry. We better not have a tool break if he dies as well. That's all I'm saying. For anyone who's gotten this far or this gets cooked (laughs) later on in our lives, this is a complete joke. We mean nothing. We don't mean any disrespect. So we just don't want to break in football. But we we pick the tosses to the. To the family, to the family, the royal family. Yep. God bless England. them. God bless. I'm so her. sorry. It was a joke, but from what we all said today, we didn't mm-hmm. actually. Mean mm-hmm. God bless the queen. Well, anyways, uh, subscribe to us if you have it. It'll help us out greatly. Uh, we're at 67, so 33 away from 100. So please get us there. Uh, we appreciate it greatly. Uh, keep watching. Um, and uh, yeah. So thank you guys for watching. And uh, see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible. <laughs> <That hurts. laughs>